And uh, I, I want you to take your Bibles and go to the book of Isaiah. I'm going to preach a message this morning. Right, you all promise you're not going to walk out on me. All right, I promise this message will not make anybody mad or offend anybody if you listen to the whole thing. I promise it won't. But at first, it might scare you a little bit. Okay, But you just don't walk out on me. And I promise by the end of this message, I don't think you will be offended one bit. Uh, it's biblical, and um, I think it's biblical anyway. <laughs> and so, but the title of my message is, "It's time to go on a diet." It's time to go on a diet, and you're probably thinking, "What's this going to be about?" Pretty much what it sounds like. However, probably not for the reason that you're thinking. And I want to read a verse to you. The Lord spoke to me about this verse, and you know, there's probably some people that would. I'd maybe disagree with how I'm interpreting this verse, but um, I do I do think uh, it's probably correct. And if if you disagree, that's that's fine. Uh, I definitely won't get mad at you or think you're a heathen or anything. But um, Isaiah seven verse fourteen. This is a, a prophetic verse talking about Jesus Christ. I, I think nobody would doubt that this passage here is talking about Jesus Christ. And it says in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, Therefore the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call His name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall He eat, that He may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that thou abhorrest shall be forsaken of both her kings." Right here we see a verse clearly talking about Jesus Christ, a virgin conceived and bore a son. We know His name was Jesus Christ. Here it said they would call Him Emmanuel, which in the New Testament we see is interpreted God with us. When Jesus Christ was on earth, Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. He was among earth. It was God that hung on that cross and died and paid for our sins. And so... Uh, that, that next verse, though, it makes statement says, "Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil." And she's giving my wife shaking her head at me because she figured this was a passage I was going to use. I was kind of telling her about it, and she's like, "Yeah, I got that right. I'm right." Look in her face; she gets to use that every once in a while. <laughs> but anyway, um, butter and honey shall he eat. And I thought, what's that talking about? But then I think a lot of times the best way to interpret the Bible is with itself. It says, "Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good." And when I talk today about going on a diet, I think it, is, it would be especially appropriate for us to put our kids on a diet. Now, that sounds really terrible, doesn't it? It's saying we've got to put our kids on a diet, and, and let, I know we can we can joke and talk about you know America and all the junk food we like to eat, and of course we're getting ready to go into New Year's, and so everybody's going to be going on a diet, you know, for their New Year's resolution, and, and I'm all for that kind of stuff. That's fine, but here's the thing: I do think we need to go on a diet. I think we need to put our kids on a diet, but not for why you think. Because did you know it's not a sin to eat junk food? I can show you scripturally. I studied this too because I thought, man, Lord, please don't be convicting me about eating junk food. I like junk food. But First Timothy chapter four verse one says, "Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils." I like that first verse because what we're about to talk about is bad stuff that people are going to teach, and it says. 
speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. I thank God we're allowed to eat meat. I, I like it a lot. And um, I like, and we're not going to go into all the scriptures, but thank God we are not Jewish. We are even allowed to eat bacon and pork and pork chops and sausage. And I mean, there's a lot of good stuff there. And it says in verse 5 or 4 For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Man, we. We don't have to refuse anything. If I go over to your house and you make a whole bunch of unhealthy, fattening junk food, hey, we're going to sanctify it by thanksgiving and prayer. And we're going to eat it. And I'm going to enjoy it. I don't believe it's a sin to eat junk food. I also don't believe it's a sin to be overweight. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4 says, "...the soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent..." Shall be made fat. Hey, I, that's that's good stuff there. You say, you know, by the time you're saying stuff, you know, you're you're not having that problem. Well, give it time. You know, I'm only 33. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, a lot of you folks you could talk about when you were my age, and said it, it'll catch up with me eventually. I'm sure. Uh, I'm trying to stall it off as long as I can. But it says, "The soul of diligent shall be made fat." Deuteronomy 11 verse 4 says that I will give you the rain of your land in his due season the first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thine oil, and I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle, that thou mayest eat and be full. Hey, you know what? You know what they had all the time in the Old Testament? Feasts. You hear all the time about feasts. I mean, they ate and they would feast. And they would eat a lot of food. And God told them, eat until you're full. I thank God for that. And there's people out there that think they're all spiritual because they hardly eat anything. I mean, and they, I'd starve to death if I ate as much as they ate. And I definitely wouldn't enjoy meals at all if I ate some of the stuff that they ate. And we see it's not a sin to eat what you want. It's not a sin to eat until you're full. And then Deuteronomy, and there's all kinds of other verses that we could look where God told them to eat and be full, and where God was commanding them to have feast. But it's clear in the scriptures we're free to eat what we want, and that it's not a sin to be overweight. However, we see that what we eat affects some things that are very important in our life. Obviously, I mean, if you eat too much junk food, there's Different problems you can have. You can become maybe you know diabetic or having cancer. I mean, there's a gazillion diseases out there. I don't know if anybody's noticed that. And the truth is, uh, you know, some of the healthiest people I know, or healthiest eating people I know, they get sick too, and they get some of these things. And but yet at the same time, it is clear we've got to be a little bit careful. Otherwise, we can get ourselves in trouble. And it's important that we have some good habits in our life. And it's very important that we start these things early. Notice how it said with, with, uh, in this verse about Jesus, it says, "...butter and honey shall ye eat, that ye may know to refuse the evil and choose the good." Did you know for Jesus, being for Him to be the Messiah, He had to fulfill every one of them Old Testament laws. And there were many dietary restrictions for the Jews. Jesus, from the time He was a baby to the time He was an adult, He had to fulfill every single part of that law. And thank God He did. 
Because otherwise, you and I would have to in order to go to heaven. And that would be impossible. We've already messed that up. Thank God Jesus did all that for us. But it says though that He would do that from a child. That He would know to refuse the evil and choose the good. So that means Jesus, when He was a baby, his there were certain things His parents couldn't feed Him. Otherwise, they would have violated what He was supposed to do as the Messiah coming to earth. And from a little child, He was taught everything that was good and everything that was bad from the sins and the big things you shouldn't do to the things that you should and shouldn't eat. And you know what? Jesus always made the right choices throughout His entire life. He never messed up one time. It start, he, had to, he couldn't just live perfect from the age of 30 to 33, which is what most of His ministry was. It had to be from birth until the time that He died. And He did every bit of that. But that statement, I mean, no, to refuse the evil and choose the good. So why do we need to go on a diet? And especially, why would we want to put kids on a diet? Said obviously, I'm not telling you we got to go crazy with these things and get all religious about it. But it is good. We need to do it so we can teach them and teach ourselves to make good choices. And you take any child in here. Okay? And you get them up here, and if, I, if we had a bottle of water and a bottle of Coke, and they said, I'm thirsty, and you were to say, which one do you want? What do you think they're going to take? They're going to take a bottle of Coke. including they do it right before bed if you'd let them. I'm thirsty. You know, can, can I have a Coke or Mountain Dew before bed? They would take the Mountain Dew, wouldn't they? They absolutely would do that. I remember my boys when they were uh, when they were a lot younger. We were when I was at Lighthouse. We'd go on these youth activities with the teens, and you know, teenagers are absolutely reckless in their eating and drinking habits. Just absolutely reckless, and they're all buying these energy drinks and things. And my boys that are as hyper and as ADD as any other kid out there. I mean, they're wanting an energy drink. I'm like, no, you guys aren't going to get an energy drink. And Jason, one of them, bought them energy drinks, and they drank them. And Jason, I mean, man, he was just, I mean, wow, man, he was just, I mean, going crazy. And then we got to the church, and you know, and he's being all hyper during the songs and everything. And then, but thankfully, the crash came by the time the preaching started. And I remember he's kind of sitting there, and he's just, uh, I'm just, I mean, he just crashed from it. And you know what? My boys, they drink those things all the time. If I would let them, but but we need to teach them even on their diet to make good choices because we know that if they start doing that from the time they're a little kid all their life, it is going to create some problems later on, isn't it? I'm not saying it's wrong to drink an energy drink or to drink a coke. Okay, I mean I do it pretty regular, but it can't be all you do. And then, but when kids are young, the choices they have to be made for them, don't they? You have to make those choices. They will choose the junk every time. You have to teach them to choose the good. If in the morning, say, "Hey, do you want cereal for breakfast, or do you want, you know, a bowl of sugar?" I mean, they're going to want the bowl of sugar. They're, I mean, they want, you know, if you go and ask them to pick out the cereal in the grocery store, they want the most sugary, most nasty cereal that's up there. I mean, that that's what they want. That's what they're going to ask for. Hey, do you got who wants a candy bar or a carrot? <laughs> they're going to take the candy bar every time. That's what kids do. You're, you all know that if you've raised kids, they would live on junk food if you would let them. You have to make those choices for them when they're younger. You've got to help try, do your best to try to keep them 
from getting spoiled. See, Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 20, you don't have to turn there, but it says, because the Lord, God wants to bless us. And God wants to even, maybe I shouldn't use this word, but even spoil us. That's how much He cares about us. I think every parent, you want your kid to have everything. You want them to be happy. You want to get them everything you want. That is natural for a parent. But in Deuteronomy 31, verse 20, it says, For when I have brought thee, or brought them into a land which I swear unto their fathers that floweth with milk and honey, and they shall have eaten and filled themselves and wax and fat, then will they turn unto other gods and serve them and provoke me and break my covenant. God, you're saying this is, this is, he knew it was going to happen and it did. God was going to bless them. He was going to give them everything they wanted. And once they did it, once they got full, once they began to wax fat, they're going to forget about me. They're going to get spoiled. They're going to forget about what I did for them and they're going to go and serve other gods. And so God, it, it, we have to be careful not to do that to our children if we give them every little thing they want. Listen, if, if I gave my kids everything they want, I'd go broke every time I go through a checkout line buying them all candy bars. I mean, don't you hate how they put the candy bars and stuff at Walmart right there in the checkout? Why do they do that? Because they know your kids are going to be Mom, can I have a candy bar? Mom, please, let me have those candy bars. And you're sitting there waiting and they're begging and begging and they're starting to cry and they're starting to embarrass you and you're just wanting to shut them up. So what do you do? You can buy the candy bar. You buy the gum. And it's it's a terrible thing. But kids, they want this stuff. you got to train them and teach them, no, you don't get those things all the time. Some things are just a treat. You can't eat ice cream three meals a day. All right, you've got That's a treat that you get every once in a while. And we've got to make sure we put these things in our life. You put limitations on what your kids eat and what you allow them to have. We're trying to get them to develop good habits. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So, because truth is, kids, we got to train them. They're not going to naturally do the right thing. They've got to be trained. They've got to be taught. And that's kind of what diets can do. Kids would rather eat candy than vegetables any day of the week. And, all right, and there's, like I said, adults, you and I said, so, now I'll admit, I like candy better than vegetables. But I, I'll eat vegetables more than candy. And, we're, and there's a reason for that. But kids, they'd rather drink soda than water. So I remember one, that uh, the next year we went to that youth conference. The first year, I remember they always wanted to stop at Walmart and go in and buy their junk food and things. And I remember that year they all came out carrying these four packs of Monster Energy drinks. And I'm like, i got to deal with all these teens under the influence of Monster. This isn't, this isn't going to be good. So the next year we went, I told them, no Monsters, no Energy drinks. One of the kids... Teenagers went crazy with the monsters. That's another story. I mean, he drank a lot of them. It was bad. And so the next year, I told them, no energy drinks. So they went to Walmart to buy their junk food. They all came walking out with 24 packs of Pepsi and Mountain Dew. Okay? And at every meal at that thing, and they were drinking, I went in, they're going in their rooms, there's soda cans everywhere. They were drinking them all week. Every meal that they had, they had soda and bottles of water that you could get. Well, guess what the teens took every time? They took the soda every time. And you know what? I remember when they went back home, some of them got really sick because they were dehydrated. Because all they drank all week was soda and no water. And some of the parents got kind of mad at me. I'm like, hey, 
Now, I can't monitor their diets. I'm sorry, you know. They got unfortunately they haven't been taught. You got to drink water every once in a while, okay? But uh, that's just it's a natural thing for young people to do. You and I, as adults, we probably wouldn't do that. But kids, but kids, they'd rather watch TV than read a book. They'd rather play video games than do their homework. That is all. That is normal. That's human nature. But adults, why would we choose vegetables over? candy all the time. Because before kids can have that freedom, okay, they need some experience. They need experience. You know, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there the next year when those teens went to youth conference. But I like to think they probably drank some water that week. You know, I like to think that they did that they learned. You know, when I drink that much soda, I get really sick. I remember when I worked at a youth camp one year. It was the last night of teen camp, and they had what they called the teens decided to have a chugathon. They called it, and they were all seeing who could drink the most cans of soda, Pepsi and Mountain Dew. And man, them guys, many of them, they were up all night, just couldn't sleep, going to the bathroom constantly. And you know, I like to think that now they wouldn't do that because they know the effects that all that junk will have. And as, as adults, we start to figure that out. There are some adults in here, if we put that candy out in front of you, you're not even going to be tempted because you know it's going to mess you up. If you ate all that junk food, if you stopped it, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I can't lie about my uh, eating and drinking habits. Uh, Heather's here and she works at Casey's and sees me going there regularly buying those pumpkin donuts that they need to get rid of because I can't stop eating them and, uh, and usually a Dr. Pepper uh, to wash it down. And you know what? But I've got to be careful. I, start, I, I, I know what my limits are on that stuff. If I start drinking too much soda, it starts messing me up. It starts affecting me. And as adults, we kind of learn what we can handle. That's why I said I know when it comes to drinking alcohol and stuff, I think it's bad across the board at any age. But that's one of the reasons they have those limits. Because teenagers, they have no survival instinct. They just go crazy with that stuff. They, they, they just... And they'll go and get alcohol poisoning. They'll drink themselves to death sometimes. The, the drugs, they'll just go crazy with that and just, I mean, destroy their bodies, not even thinking about the consequences. And that comes with experience. We don't have time to go to all the scriptures, but in Proverbs 7, we see a story uh, where Solomon's talking about how he looked out his window and looked out in the street and discerned among the youths. Discerned, he called him a man, I believe he's, uh, the way he said it, without understanding is the way he put it. And he was going down the way of a strange woman, the way of a harlot where she lived. And she went after him. She pursued him. And he yielded to her fair speech. He gave in to her temptations. And he said that he did it because he did not know. He did not know that her house was the way to death. And he said until a dart strike through his liver. As a bird hastes to the, uh, the snare, he gives these examples. So he goes straightway as an ox goes to the slaughter. He has no idea that what he's about to do is about to destroy his life. Solomon knew from experience. He'd seen other people whose lives had been ruined going down that path that that young man had went on. And we've all seen that. You know, dentists. Dentists, they're, boy, they hate Halloween, don't they? They hate Christmas. And boy, they'll get all over you. Why are they like that? Because they see constantly the effects of the junk food. You know, you don't. It's like you know, the kids. You don't. You have to talk to them. So like, you know, don't talk about drinking soda. You know, don't talk about all the candy. You know, they hate soda too. Dentists hate soda. 
because they see the long-term effects. They're very experienced in that area. You and I, we're not as experienced. but And young people, they're not experienced at all. And that's why you've got to sometimes put restrictions. Maybe, you know, and even put them on a diet because they don't have that survival instincts. And then once they've matured, once they've matured, the right choices will begin to come naturally. You and I, we just naturally sometimes, instinctively, we make the right choices. There's good habits. They've got to learn to count the cost about what they're about to do. Luke 14.28 talks about a man who says, "...for which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it." So we learn to start doing that. For example... And maybe I'm the only person that thinks this way. Have you ever maybe been struggling to pay your bills a little bit and wondering how you're going to do it and thought, you know, if I went into the bank and robbed it, I could have all kinds of money and no problem paying these bills. Maybe nobody else has ever thought of that but me. But usually it stops real quick. You know why? Because we think, here's the thing, they have cameras there. I'll... They'll call the police. They'll probably find me. They'll throw me in prison. And then what good's that money going to do me? In prison. And we count the cost. Yeah, prison, not worth it. Absolutely not worth it. I think I will do without a few things. I think I will sacrifice. Because experience teaches us that. So you see these young people that go to throwing their lives away with drugs and things and going and uh, you know, racking up these criminal records at young ages. And it's like, hey, that's going to hurt. You realize someday you're going to try to get a job somewhere. You're going to have to fill out an application, and they're going to ask if you've been arrested and about your criminal history, and that might stop you from getting the job that you want to have, which will stop you from buying the car or buying the house and buying all the things that you want to have. So we learn that later on when we're adults, but we've got to, that's we've got to teach those things to our young people. Otherwise, they might make some of those same mistakes. And so, uh, and like I said, and here in Isaiah we see where it talks about just what he ate would help him know to refuse the evil and choose the good. The whole point of going on a diet, and the reason I'm talking about going on on a diet today, it's not so you will be in better shape, even though that's that's a fine reason. It's not just so you'll be more healthy even though that's fine. The reason I'm saying we ought to go on a diet today is we, all of us, and especially with our young people, we've got to start training ourselves to make better choices when it comes to the things that are godly and choosing to reject the things that are sinful. Another verse I want you to look at in First uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. First Timothy chapter 4, in verse eight, I like I like what this verse says. It says for bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Bodily exercise it it profits a little bit. Hey, you you live a little bit longer. That's fine. If you be a little more healthy, that's fine. That's Profitable a little bit. But godliness is profitable in all things. And if just doing something like going on a diet could help build our character so we just make better choices so we can be closer to God, then I say, let's go on a diet. I say, I say let's do it. 
Let's go ahead. That ought to be we ought to be that serious about it. People are so serious and obsessed with just you know seeing a different number on a scale and just looking a little better. I mean, I mean, you know, who, who really cares? Okay, you know, I don't think any you know. I haven't had any of the modeling agencies knocking on my door. Uh, they're not really interested. I haven't been discovered by any Hollywood people yet asking me to make movies. I just, it's probably not going to happen to most of us, but yet people will focus a huge portion of their life on just the diet and on the exercise. All, and it's all about the outward. I'm saying let's focus on the diet so we can help ourselves with the inward. So we can just have better character. Let's train our kids to just teach them to make right choices. To teach them, hey, you know, reject the candy sometime. Choose the vegetables. It'll, it'll make you more healthy. You'll feel better. Just that way, maybe someday when they're older and they see there's a choice that comes up, maybe between a female that maybe she's kind of like the candy bar. Boy, she looks good. Okay, but she's not very she's not going to be healthy. And maybe there's another one. She's like the vegetable. All right? She's not as exciting to look at, but she'd be good for them. Maybe they'll make that choice. Maybe they'll go after godliness instead of just, they'll start looking at the inward instead of just the outward. It would help them make better choices. We live in a world today where people just I mean, you can it's real easy to predict what people are going to do. You know, they're going to do the wrong thing. They have an opportunity to, uh, you know, be fair and be honest, or to be crooked and get ahead a little bit. They're going to be crooked. Uh, they'll do whatever it takes. They don't care what the consequences are. And for for adults, diet and exercise—that's something that we have to. We regularly try to add these things into our lives because we have this natural tendency to fall off the wagon, as we like to put it, don't we? And if we're not careful, uh, or, so we have what we do, especially around New Year's, we go and we give ourselves some new rules and restrictions so we can get back on track, don't we? Uh, I remember one time I decided no soda this year, and that afternoon I blew it. All right? I mean, I didn't make I didn't make it past January first. I just. I'm not trying that anymore, not for a year. I remember my sister, I shouldn't tell the story, but my sister went, a couple of them, they went the whole year without drinking soda. The whole year, they decided they were going to do it, didn't drink any soda. And on we, had, we were having a New Year's Eve service at the Dad's Church, and after midnight, to kind of celebrate, they drank some soda. My sister, after going a whole year of rejecting soda, after she drank it, you know what she did? She cried. <laughs> she started crying. She felt terrible. Like she'd done something awful. And you know, if we would be that way with sin, the longer we go without doing something, the harder it is for us to go back to doing those things. It, it, it really is. It makes it harder. And we're less likely to go back to doing that thing. And you know, something like with diets and stuff, you know, obviously these things aren't sins. But you know what? We ought to decide this year, you know what? I'm, there's just certain TV shows I'm going to choose not to watch this year. I'm not going to watch that junk anymore. I'm not going to listen to that type of music anymore. I'm going to keep these things out of my life. I'm not doing it anymore. Maybe some people need to go and go home. Maybe just, I say, I encourage people to do this. Have a burning. 
Maybe go and just, there's stuff you just need to get out of the house. Throw it in the trash. Burn it. Spit on the ashes. Say, no more of this stuff. I'm not, I'm not doing this. This stuff is bad for me spiritually. This hurts me spiritually. This keeps me away from the Word of God. This keeps me out of the house of God. And I'm going to go on a diet just so I can help my character out so I can go on a spiritual diet which is much more important and learn to start choosing the good rather than choosing the evil. Instead of choosing to sleep in on Sunday morning, I'm going to choose to go to church. I'm going to choose to do the right thing. Instead of choosing to watch the television, I'm going to choose to read the Bible. And we can help ourselves develop that character by making the right choices with food. Is it a huge deal? No. But you know what? We ought to be serious about it. And I'm not so I'm not trying to I, I, I can't stand food police. You know, it seems like everybody that's got some kind of dietary restriction, they want to impose it on the whole world. Listen, I know some people are allergic to peanut butter and peanuts, but listen, don't try to get them to ban it from the whole world. I like it, okay? It's really good. Uh, you know, I, I remember when I went to Israel over there, of course, there's a lot of Jews there in Israel, and their food over there is terrible because it's all kosher. I didn't like it. And I remember we found a pizza hut when we were over there. A pizza hut. And we're like, thank the Lord, pizza. Finally, you know, we went in there to go get pizza. But you know what? They didn't have any sausage pizza. There was no sausage pizza there, it was a kosher. Pizza Hut. What's the point if you can't have sausage? And it we 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 walked out of there. We were eat there. Why did they have to push it on all of us? I hate that. Okay, but hey, if they want to have that for themselves, that's fine. If it helps them feel better, that's fine. It keeps them from being sick. But I'm saying let's think about it just as a way to keep us on track in our spiritual diet. Because that is what's really important. I could care less about the weight. I could care less about dietary restrictions. Care less. It's all about trying to develop character. And with those things, we know the older we get, the harder it is to develop the right kind of character, make the right choices. And that's why we've got to try it with the young ones especially, to try to help them, to teach them. Jesus Christ, He always made the right choices. But even when He was a baby, His parents... They, there was choices they had to make for him so he could fulfill the law. There were things that they had to do for him, and we've got to do some of these things for our kids. Don't let them raise themselves. You might have to make them eat a vegetable every now and then. They're not going to be happy, but they they will someday when they're older, and someday when they've getting experienced. You know what? Maybe sometime you ought to let them eat all that candy and throw up. And you know, it's like sometimes have you ever done that before? Maybe you let them do something. You know, that's gonna, they're going to get hurt if they do that. But you know it's not going to kill them, so you let them do it anyway. And then you hope that that experience will teach them not to do that anymore. That's why it's good, you know. I, you know, it's good to weigh yourself every once in a while. Well, let's see, you know, I ate at two buffets today. Uh, let's see if my weight went down. No, it didn't. I better not go there anymore. <laughs> you know, we do that to kind of. As we, and thankfully, when it comes to the outward, it's easy to gauge those things. But the spiritual sometimes is a little harder. But I'm, I'm saying today, let's get serious about that. In 2014, New Year's resolution, we're going on a diet, okay, but a spiritual one. And if we have to go on a physical diet to help build our character so we can do better in the spiritual diet, then by all means, let's do it. Right, let's do it. All right, no ice cream for you. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. 
don't do more than you can don't do more than you can handle. But I hope you'll take that serious. Let's all stand together. Heads bowed and eyes closed.